0: How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little
1: things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake.
0: Welcome, to the little things with Mitch
1: and Jake.
0: Just a Sunday evening, Jake. How are we doing? How was your weekend?
1: Weekend was great, man. I love our little Sunday get-togethers. How's yours going?
0: It's been it's it's good. Had a lot going on, ready for our full week back from Christmas break. Yeah, this I've really looked forward to these these Sunday evenings. You put the kids to bed and we just get to sit here and talk, I guess, about little things
1: about the little things dude it's 2020 your thoughts on that
0: 2020 god what did i see the other day like we're closer to 2000 what was it 1999 or something like that 1999 and 2049 like we're closer to 2049 than we are of 1990 or something it's like oh my gosh
1: Hey listeners, uh, can you add that up for us real quick? We're we're not gonna be able to do it in real time. Hey, we're I, not.
0: I'm no mathematician here. I taught history and social sciences, and but yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty close there.
1: You know, it seems like just yesterday, Mitch, we were wandering the the halls of Dakota Wesleyan University, trying to figure out our schedules so we could get in a two hour nap each day through through classroom. You remember that?
0: Well, first off, who you're rooting for?
1: D WU.
0: You know, I go out and speak to colleges. I've done that a little bit at Northern and actually Dakota Wesleyan as well. And I tell them, enjoy mid-morning naps because they're not a thing when you grow up. They're not a thing. It doesn't happen. And they all laugh.
1: When I met to put my schedule together, I put my class schedule around getting a mid-morning nap, literally. Every single day, every single semester of college.
0: You remember Kyle Newman... (laughs) Kyle Newman would wake up for Farney's class at 8 a.m., eat breakfast, and sleep the rest of the day?
1: It was the only class that he made because he just truly enjoyed Farney, <laughs> and it was at 8 a.m., and that's the only class. And then he'd, then he'd be asleep the rest of the oh, day. Oh, he'd
0: eat breakfast at the calf. omelets for days, man.
1: <laughs> Kyle, oh, what a trooper.
0: Throughout this season, we're going to be talking about things that make life meaningful. The folks at Northwestern Mutual strive on helping you to find those things. Certified financial planner Luke Bruns has been with Northwestern Mutual since 2009. He strives to protect what matters most to your family. For more information, contact contact us at thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Again, the little things. Dot Mitch and Jake at Gmail dot com. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question today What makes a meaningful life? The answer to that question having someone with whom to share it. Every time we dive into these questions, Jake, I am amazed by what answers these students came up with having someone with whom to share it. I mean, that came out of middle school, high school. They're spot on. At the end of the day, we need someone, whether it be family, friends, colleagues, we need someone to share it with. What are your initial thoughts on that?
1: You stole it right from me, Mitch. When I first read your book, it's making me smile right now that kids are literally thinking of these answers. Like what makes a meaningful life? Having someone with whom to share it with. Like how impactful this is a student that came up with this answer and all the answers that we cover here at the little things. So it's pretty awesome. I think we have a good one in store today, Mitch. It kind of seems like an easy one, if you will, similar to episode 14, finding the positivity and things like, yeah, a point of life. Obviously, if you want to have a meaningful life, you want, you want to have someone to share it with, but what exactly does that mean? I'm excited to, to dive in deep and see what we uncover.
0: And there's two sides of the coin with every single episode that we've done both in season one and season two they're either accomplishing it or not so this student is either has tons of people to share successes or failures with or they have no one the positivity in things they are either looking at everything through a positive light or they're not able to what are your thoughts on that
1: Well, I think that's why your project, Mitch, was so impactful. I mean, obviously it turned into your book, Cardboard Confessionals, but it just goes to show you how much kids are going through things and maybe not willing to share it, you know, as relatable to this episode. Kids are, it's tough to be vulnerable. It's tough to be vulnerable for all of us to stick your neck out. And you created this platform to have them, write a confession and answer question that you posed and not have anyone know who said it or who put the answer down. And to obviously see the, the answers that you received and the impact that this had on you and and the student, it, it's, it's pretty amazing and pretty eye-opening in my opinion.
0: This confession is directly connected to leaving a legacy, I believe, because the people you share your life with, your successes, your failures, dreams, aspirations, challenges, struggles, eventually that is where your legacy will be with. They will share all of those things when you're no longer here. So that's kind of where I'm interested at a little bit is the, the conversations and the relationships you share. If you don't have those people or someone to share it with are you really leaving a legacy behind
1: i'm going to refer back to episode 15 just one episode ago leaving a legacy when we talked about this at the very end of that episode a question was posed by brian and when i went through the answer and trying to help brian and some of the listeners out i i came across a statement from a podcast that i listened to myself and the guy always says find your tribe and it's so important take a look back at that but essentially finding your tribe means finding the the people that are aligned with you they have the same goals the same core values the same outlook on life they're vulnerable they're able to communicate well like find the people that you are aligned with that's who you want to surround yourself with okay that's who you want to lean lean on uh, in moments of maybe disbelief or lack of self-confidence or if you just need someone to talk to you need to be able to talk with someone who is in similar alignment and is wanting and and enabling and wanting to help you out.
0: We talk a lot about passions on this podcast. It is important to incorporate those people into those things. When you're passionate about something, when you enjoy it, when you love it, when it drives you, I think the people in your life, whoever that may be, it might not be a family. You may not have a family, but you need to find someone or a group of people to share that with. Because that's, I mean, that's your identity. That's, I think it gives us a boost in self-esteem. I really do. When we're good at something and we enjoy it, we should allow the people around us to share our passion and help us to build us up to be even better, to achieve even better. We got in a text that we're going to actually share later on in this podcast, and it was about episode 15 uh, leaving legacy and he just wanted to share how important that was and that what we're doing is impactful the first person i wanted to share that with was sherry my wife i wanted her to see that and i do that with my failures as well but i think if we're able to take our passions and what we're good at and what drives us we need to allow other people around us to share that and push us to be better people what do you think
1: I completely agree, Mitch. And, and you bring up a great point. I'm going to piggyback off it here a little bit. I think it's important that we share our successes with people. Absolutely. When we have small wins, when we get a compliment like we did, Mitch, that you just mentioned uh, of how impactful our last episode was to him, like when you receive stuff like that, it's awesome and it's great to hear. And you need to be able to share those successes with, with the people that matter most. I think it's also important that you need to share your struggles with those people as well too with your tribe with your partner you need to be able to stick your neck out and if something's bothering you or something isn't right or um, you may be struggling with something you need to be able to share that and when you do share your struggles it connects us we're all unique and our stories connect us and you might by you sharing something that you're struggling with you might shine a light for others, and something that they're struggling with, and it might be related, and then maybe you guys can connect about that and and talk through it and and eventually you know maybe form a relationship or form a bond based on something that you struggled with are you Are you getting what I'm saying here mitch
0: I'm completely with you, and anytime we talk about this and sharing successes and challenges, I mean I think about my wife that's who i that's who I come to. It used to be my parents, and then sometime in college it turned over but you want to share those things and especially the i just i just think of the successes and because you want praise for them it makes you feel good but the challenges they're tough to share at times they're tough to share because we we've talked about this a 100 times on this podcast jake but when we struggle with things and we ask for help our society pushes to say that we're weak that we need help to to encounter but that's part of having someone that you trust. It doesn't feel like that. You know, when you go talk to a complete stranger or someone that you've just met or a a newer friend and you share some of your challenges, it, it feels like you're very vulnerable. But having those people in your life that you've built strong relationships with, you trust and it's mutual. Therefore, you're not just always a soundboard and they're not always a soundboard, but there's a lot of dialogue going back and forth to help one another those are the ones we're talking about having someone with whom to share
1: it with hundred th- percent i think hundred percent i agree i agree mitch and we're we got to remember that we're not alone um and that's obvi- maybe an obvious statement but in the terms of communication and being vulnerable like we all struggle with things people walk past you left and right each and every day, whether it be at work, in school, you know, at the cafe, in line for the coffee shop, everyone is going through something. Everyone is struggling with something. And that's the goal of the Little Things podcast is to reach out and be vulnerable and and try and have deeper conversations and more meaningful interactions with people. We, We are not alone. And what is scary is being vulnerable and reaching out to someone that is scary in itself. But once you push push past that initial fear, what's on the other side is is so impactful and so meaningful and, and can take uh, a lot of stress and a lot of relief off your shoulders.
0: I want to give you an example. In education, so I had a teacher come to me one time and was very frustrated with this student that continued to sleep and was not engaged in class, you know, my first initial responses are like quit boring the kid, you know, but that's not, that's beside the point. What I said was, do you have any idea what this student's going through? And that teacher looked at me and they're like, what the heck are you talking about, Reed? I said, I know what this student's going through. They've struggled. They've got a family that's been struggling and he's been working till midnight every night to try to support the family to kind of help pay some bills and he comes here school's not his thing doesn't like it would much rather be making money for his family but he knows it's his only chance of success so he comes every day and has to sit through this class that's the first period class and he falls asleep I he said here's what I want you to do I want you to find one good thing that the students doing and yeah maybe they're sleeping the whole time but when they wake up and they do something that's noteworthy, I want you to send a letter home. I want you to send a positive office referral home. And when you do that, it's going to be unbelievable. You're going to see unbelievable change. This teacher did that. And the student came back and said, what is this? You know, Talk to me, because I had a good relationship with this student. What is this? I said, they must have thought you were doing some good things. The student said, when my parents received this at home, it was the first time that we've went out to eat in a year because money's tough at our house. Guess who never slept through class the rest of the year?
1: It's unbelievable. That's awesome, man. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. I, I love hearing stories like that. So impactful, so meaningful. The guy, the kid, didn't sleep again. He didn't sleep in class again just from that little, that little moment of success that that that's literally awesome dude. It's Thanks pretty for cool. That. No, it's
0: pretty cool and that that teacher did a good thing. Really helped people out. It's just changing your mindset cuz we get into a rut, you know what I mean? We get into such a rut and we don't look at the little things that we can change to to eventually develop relationships in our life to having them to share things with.
1: That it it lines up really well. That was that was a great story and and it goes along just with the the deepening of the conversations of the the interactions we, we need to have these meaningful interactions and when we we hear things like that it just means so much more just like the feedback and the comments that we get mitch you know through text messages and emails and comments on our facebook page those it just kind of lights a fire doesn't it
0: i completely agree i completely agree i do want to share though when we share things with other people we make it bigger than ourselves. Like when we share our failures, successes, struggles, aspirations, we make what we're dealing with bigger than just ourselves. Do you want to elaborate on that a little more?
1: We make it bigger than ourselves in, in the sense of believing in something bigger than ourselves. Is that kind of what you're getting at?
0: Absolutely, I I think the problems that we're dealing with, like you said, when you share a problem you're dealing with, chances are the people around us are enduring that in some way shape or form as well some of them and to kind of shed light on some of those problems we're helping other people to do so as well.
1: Sure Uh, I guess maybe a great example for me is my blog and the project that I started over at itsjustjake.com I wanted to further these conversations and provide a, a platform where I could be vulnerable and share some of the both the successes and the struggles that I've gone through, just as a young adult, and, and the journey that I've been on, and to be quite frank, I'm pretty vulnerable over on that platform. I've really enjoyed writing, Mitch. I, I started the project in June, and to see where it's at in January, just seven months later, is pretty special to me. But um, I'm I'm pretty vulnerable over there. I'm I'm open, and to get past that fear was was a little tough at first, but the feedback and the comments and the support and the messages that i've received since opening up that project it's just been unbelievable it's been outstanding and to tie it in believing in something bigger than ourselves again we all go through struggles individually each and every one of us but once we share those struggles it creates this this connection this community with others because some other people might be going through the same things they might be at the same periods in their life and and have the the same problem that they're trying to deal with and and you form this connection you form this bond when you share that and that creates just a a bigger sense of, of community of belonging and having people to to share both our successes and our struggles with
0: so I got a question for you I'm gonna put you on the spot here I plan on doing it later in the episode, too. I wrote something in and I didn't tell you about it. Pretty exciting, so make sure that uh, you get ready for that. Let's hear it. Why is it that we don't seek people to share it with? You just kind of shared about your journey and your ability to go out and share and be vulnerable. I understand that some of our personalities, and you and I are are, are very extrovert, I do believe, and I think as we've gotten older, we've become even more. But why is it? And I like I, st- I told you that introverted part becomes a problem in the personality. But why, when we know that sharing our struggles with people can lead to help and success, why do we not do it?
1: It's the fear of being judged. Essentially, like very umbrella outlook. It's the fear of being judged. It's the fear of being looked down on. Society's created this kind of this thing where if you share something, you're considered weak you're considered you know not strong not mentally or physically strong or emotionally strong and it's sad we've created kind of this this circle this this belief that weakness is bad vulnerability is bad you know vulnerability shows weakness and that's just not the case whether you're introverted extroverted part of a a large group or a very small one it's it's just not the case and once once you push past that fear and that's what i recommend doing to our listeners fear is something that we create in our minds it's this barrier that we create ourselves but once you push past that what's on the other side that what's on the other side of fear is success so if you're introverted and you're just not sure if you want to share something or don't think you have anyone to talk to just try it just try it one time I've talked about you know, I've gone through times in my life where I've kept things in and let them boil. It does not go well. i can I can tell you that firsthand, it does not go well. So for those of you out there who may be struggling to you know share some of those struggles, just get past that fear and just try it out. Try being vulnerable, try reaching out, and I think what you'll find is is not what you had uh, in mind or what you had had put into your frame of mind beforehand.
0: I'm going to throw a curveball at this. I think you're spot on, Jake, but I think there's a little more to it. The loss of hope. I think when we reach out to people and ask for help and we don't receive the help we need or we do and our problems are much bigger than that help that is being offered, we lose hope in people. We lose hope in things and remedies, essentially. I think we struggle to, to ask for help. So we don't even seek it because we don't want to be let down again mental health is a big issue it is and i think the stepping stones that we take ask people for help this and that well eventually gets beyond that and people don't receive the help they need nor or they don't want it or seek it i think they've lost hope and i know this is the little things and i know we really haven't talked about it but how do you instill that hope how do you get people to turn to the people other people that they need someone to share it with how do people that have completely lost hope in that turn to that i guess what where do they where do they turn next
1: here's my 10 cents mitch see if you follow along right okay i wrote a post on this something similar one time um is called why it's important to fill your cup first and what that means is in order to to be vulnerable to step out of your comfort zone to seek others i think it's important that you need to first know kind of who you are and and what what guidelines you live by and what values you live by you know, take steps inward to, to find out what makes you tick and, and build and increase that self-confidence and self-awareness. Because if you're, if you're strong and, and confident and your cup is full, then you can, you're more comfortable pouring out your cup into other's cup, into other cups, if that makes any sense. You're, you're more adept and more confident to to be vulnerable and to step outside your comfort zone if you're aligned individually in the first place. Does that make any sense at all?
0: It does. I think we lose ourselves before we lose hope. We 100%. lose where we're going. We lose that path that we're down. We lose ourselves and it's a snowball effect, essentially. I think one of the last steps is is losing hope in things and people and in overall being, I guess. I, I'm right with you
1: for someone that has lost hope it's not to be blunt but it's kind of your job to to turn that around if you will like you know you need to take care of yourself first and you know i've had to learn this the hard way um at a period in my life but you have to take care of yourself first you have to believe in yourself first and believe that you're worthy um believe that you have gifts that you're you're able to share like you have to be Locked and loaded yourself before you can begin to to find hope in others and to to lean on others and to share with others. It's it's tough, but I think if you have yourself in alignment and and have a, a a good sense of who you are, it makes it that much easier.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, Jake. It is on you. Sometimes what we're dealing with is bigger than ourselves. It is, and we need to reach out for help. I always bring I brought this up a couple times the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline 1-800-273-8255 again if you're struggling right now with mental health going through this please give this a call 1-800-273-8255 you have to make that choice to make that call you have to make that choice to schedule a doctor's appointment get consultation it is on you. I completely agree. You're the only one at this point that can help you out. There are resources. Take advantage of them.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that, Mitch. I, uh, I enjoy not not necessarily talking about it, but when it needs to be talked about, I think we have a good discussion about it. So.
0: I think this confession turns quickly from having someone to share it with. I do. I think that's a problem with some, but a bigger problem for possibly our listeners, as well as just the general public is to have the right people to share it with, to revolve our lives around the people that push us to go the right direction to achieve success. Uh, Tell me about the importance of looking at relationships in our lives and evaluating them, Jake.
1: It's so, so important. We've, We've touched on it, Mitch, before, but you need to surround yourself with the right people. You need to surround yourself with people who are aligned, who have the same core values and the same beliefs as you and who want to support you and help you and and love you and reach out when when they see you hurting. Like it is so important to have those people in your life. And what happens to a lot of us and maybe some of our listeners can attest to this is you get trapped. You get trapped going back to the things you're used to to the same group of people that maybe don't bring out the best in you you know whether it's uh, a group at the bar or uh, maybe it's a group of friends at school who don't necessarily have the best values and and maybe treat other kids poorly like it's it's easy to go back to those those groups and those instances and those people but it's so important to to grow out of those as well too, because you need to surround yourself with the right people, and maybe you can elaborate on where that's been effective in your life, Mitch.
0: I've, I've been blessed having people around me that that care, that are good people. In high school, college, and now in my professional setting as well, I've had people that have have stepped up the play for me, and I found a lot of success from that. I've I've been very blessed and fortunate with those folks in my life. Some people aren't as fortunate, you know. You and I have had a a conversation about that in high school. Like, we're not, we can't really pick who our classmates are, but it plays such a huge role in your development. I think about this all the time. I've got students in Florence right now, and you pick one of them, and like, what, what would you be like if you were going to school in Castlewood, or if you're going to school in Watertown? I look at that myself too. I looked at some of the schools that I grew up around, I guess, and kind of look at how it would change Jake what are your thoughts
1: (laughs) it honestly makes me kind of laugh Mitch I take myself back to high school and I'm sure you can relate do you remember you know you said you can't choose who you go to school with you know and you form deep friendships there but it felt like other schools there was such a rivalry there there was almost a hatred for just other schools and I guess for me you know a lot of it was sports related but you couldn't stand other schools it's funny because after high school you know in college and afterwards in careers you meet some of those people and and you know of them but you actually meet them and spend time with them and they're just like us they're they're people just like us they're they're enjoyable they're they're fun to hang out with you know some align with with what we do and it's just funny that this high school being in the high school walls creates this this border, if you will. Have you had any experiences like that?
0: You have no idea, man. Going to Northwestern High School, obviously Warner was our rival and they couldn't stand me. And I didn't give them any reason to do so. I'm joking. I'm being a little sarcastic. I've grown up a little bit. I've got a lot more growing up to do, but you I know remember- You know what it was, I...
1: Mitch? It was, it was when you made all those three-pointers, you kept shooting the, the, you put the three goggles on after afterwards towards the Warner, Warner fans. That's what it was
0: let me tell you you shoot 15 one's gonna go in i promise (laughs) all you student athletes out there keep chucking so i had a uh, a good friend of mine brandon birch is his name and he played baseball with us you know he's a warner warnerite i remember one summer after i got to know him pretty well he goes you know what mitch you're actually a pretty nice guy i said well thanks but what, what do you mean by that well, we we don't really like you much in Warner. You don't seem like a very nice guy, and but you you are a nice guy. Said, uh, gee, thanks, Brandon. But it, I I think it's just you get to that point in high school where you're just immature, and that stuff seems to be such a a big deal, and it and it's really not. I mean, just because a guy can make a three-pointer or throw a touchdown or in wrestling pin a guy or you know that's just better you don't have to hate the guy or gal and we do that because we just we don't have the coping mechanisms i guess we're just not we're not where do we need to be i guess but the problem is with it, jake geez there's adults that still act like that i guess
1: yeah those adults are holding a lot of resentment towards that that state championship game, man <laughs> yeah, holy smoke's good, and
0: take off your letterman jacket, and let's just continue <laughs> on with life
1: yeah and and in the kids for in high school it's 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 you know it's no fault of their own, it's all they've been accustomed to know, and it's all they've known up to that point in life, but it's uh you know we talked about it it's not part of the big picture, your little high school rivalry,
0: but I think about communities and stuff too, man, we just went back this last weekend to go to a ball game in Warner and I mean those people they're they're ju- it's just a small community they just accept you as their own we had so many people that said how are the kids doing how are how are things in Watertown and we do that when we go back to Millett at Northwestern too there's just so many good people that just care about you and that that's that small community that's that small school setting that I just love and I just feed off of Jake you can probably agree with that you you came from a small school when you go back home and
1: i'm not in my head in total agreement just growing up in a small community is so special and i've always thought that i've always felt that there's such a sense of of togetherness you know growing up in a small community and and people have each other's backs you know i you know we grew up in farming communities and there's such a a, a level of respect and admiration for the work that goes into farming and and just, you know, whether you're farming or not, just being a part of a small community and working hard and and helping others out. It just, you know, it makes you smile. It's, it's, It's pretty awesome in my opinion.
0: So I was going to pose this question, this burning question that I'd been waiting on. Having someone with whom to share it. Who do you have to share it with, Jake?
1: Oh, so many people, Mitch. I have you to share it with. Appreciate that. I have other friends to share it with who who have come to to grow close with me i have my parents and my siblings to to share it with there's there's so many people that have have been such a big and impactful uh had have an impactful journey um as part of my journey and just to to think of how special those people have been to me it's so appreciative and i'm so thankful for them and i've been able to share my successes with them and in the fulfilling work that I've been doing and that we're doing together, Mitch, to be able to share that and then to be able to reach out and talk through some of the struggles I've had as well too. It's, it's just, it's pretty special and, and it makes me smile. So that's who I have it to share it with. What about you?
0: Well, I'm going to say my wife right away. It's got to be the right answer, right? She's been training me for years on this. I think I said the right answer, but no, it's, it's her for sure. I look at, and how it's changed for me jake i remember before like when we were starting to dating there there were these things that i brought to her and that i wanted to share with her there were these things that i brought to my parents there were these things that i brought with my friends it's her now everything good and bad and i still share it with friends and family and parents and stuff like that and i still look forward to telling them that but yeah it's it's all through her and geez, I found the right person. that's the, that's the thing about it, Jake. You find someone that puts up with you, you marry them,
1: you know? I love it, man. I love it. Sherry's gotta, gotta be smiling right now. She's gotta love that answer.
0: No, she don't hear it. She's (laughs) she's downstairs doing her own thing. There's no way she's listening. She hears me talk enough, man. She doesn't need to be listening to
1: this. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I I do want to mention something quick, Mitch. I've talked about that before, but I have a big level of respect for you and Sherry, just knowing you guys growing up in, in college and, the level of ad- admiration and, and love that you guys have for each other. You know, it's, it's, it reminds me of my parents and, and just the, the level of commitment and, and love that they show. You and you and Sherry have done the same thing and um, just wanted to mention that. It's pretty special, dude.
0: It's a lot of work. Don't stop working for each other. As soon as you do, you start forgetting who each other are. And I talk about it a lot of the times. When you focus on the mountains in your life, they become bigger. Why'd you start climbing in the first place? Why did Sherry and I say, "Yes, why did we get married? It's tough. It is tough a lot of times, but there's good days and there's bad days, and we have a lot more good days, which is is cool.
1: I love it, man. I love it it's not the it's not the peak. it's not the top of the mountain It's the journey to get there.
0: Before the end, we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience. Read a few shout outs as well. This segment is brought to you by Steve Hilgeman, good buddy of ours, just loves the little things and what we're doing here, very supportive of us from the get-go, and thanks a bunch, Steve, for your support. This shout-out was from a good friend. We brought it up earlier in this podcast. Corey Rabenberg's his name. Works with the National Guard. He's kind of riding out into the sunset a little bit, retiring here within the year, and if I've known him... Since our time at Dakota Wesleyan seems like 300 years ago, but he has dedicated a good portion of his life to the Army National Guard. Thanks, Corey, for your service to this great country. He kind of shouted out to us on episode 15, Leaving a Legacy, back on his job and what he's offered the state of South Dakota and the people that he's worked with. And just wanted to give a shout out and say what we're doing is meaningful. And it's great to hear that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, really, really appreciate that, Corey. It's. It was an awesome message to read and and see and and we appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much for for your service to to our country here and I just wanted to mention too I don't have anything specific but from this prior weekend that I just had, not necessarily comments or anything in depth but just running into people and having just light conversations and just seeing them go out of their way to say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast. It's awesome. We love listening and talking to you and, you know, we we have, we had a couple that I talked to that are actually good friends with my parents, and they listen to it around the dinner table at night. And I, I thought that was pretty special. And just, to, just little interactions and little messages like that that you hear and see is, is pretty special along with the one that Corey left. So thank you, guys. Thank you so much.
0: Our last comments are brought to you by the Country Road Barn. Check out their new restaurant, bar, event venue just miles north of Watertown, South Dakota. Some of the best barbecue around. Bob and Brenda Bechter will take care of their good people. Had Jake, Jacob, and Cassie in high school, and it's a family business. And you can tell right when you walk in the door. For more details, possibly scheduling an event, check out their Facebook page at Country Road Barn. Jake, God, I had a good time tonight. This was a good episode,
1: dude. Just, I really enjoy it, man. We just, we have fun, and and it's not like we're talking about anything that isn't relevant to everyone else I think that's what makes us um, relatable hopefully to our listeners is we're just having fun we're having a conversation and trying to further those conversations around things and and I'm just enjoying it man I thought that was a great episode what did you think
0: fantastic I, I had a blast it's up and down and that's kind of what makes it good I mean life isn't always easy we're not going to sit here and talk about the roses of life all the time because we're not. I mean, just life life isn't always easy, and our listeners can probably agree with that, and hopefully some of the things that we're saying are helping them get through a tough time, and I've heard a few things coming back and say, you know what, I really needed to hear that today, and geez, that makes us feel good, and I mean, we, we spend about an hour and a half, two hours when we do sit down and do this, and it, it feels like it's 15 minutes, and I've really enjoyed the ride. Jake, you want to share our contact information if people want to reach out?
1: Absolutely. Please reach out to us at any time on any platform. Uh, we're at Jake at gmail.com. Continue to, when you listen on, whether it's Android or Apple, uh, be sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. We see all of those and get notifications for those, and that helps us further the conversations that we're trying to have. And then a big push uh, just recently here is our Facebook page. So go to, go to the Little Things podcast on Facebook and, and like that page and be sure to, to leave a comment. We're going to be doing a lot of things on that Facebook page directly, including uh, some contests and some giveaways that are coming up here shortly. So stay tuned and, and be sure to reach out.
0: Tune in for the next episode. The question, what makes a meaningful life? The answer to that question, being able... To answer why. This is Mitch and Jake signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out Mitch Reed.com, It's Just Jake.com, or purchase cardboard confessionals on Amazon. And remember, The first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.